Okay, welcome Gary to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. This is episode number 14. So numbers are really growing. Um, I've just started it on the 2nd or 3rd of October. So we're on the 18th now, so it's really growing. So for the viewers, could you just give a wee brief introduction for yourself? Yeah, well, thank you. Firstly, Scott, thank you so much for the invitation to come uh, and chat with you uh, today. Yeah, my name's Gary, Gary Kernahan. I am, well, I was going to say I'm pushing 40, but I'm not 39 just yet, Scott. I'll wait a few more days <laughs> for, for that just now. And um, I kind of, uh, I say this to my kids quite a lot, I wish I trained, the way I train now, I wish I trained like that when I was a teenager. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, perfect. So, how's your day been? What have you been up to? Yeah, well, today was my first day back at work following some some holiday. So, um, had a, a week of uh, well, I've had two weeks of no exercise. So, I changed that this morning by going to your class uh, at Glasgow Club Scotland this morning, FT Fit, which is the first proper workout I've done for some time at six fifteen this morning. So, uh, paying the price. Firstly, getting picking up some injuries while I was doing the marathon, uh, the London virtual London marathon from a couple of weeks ago, and a week of eating and drinking what I wanted on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that to pay the price for recovering from that this morning, and then day at work today, largely desk based, catching up with um, emails and phone calls and people from things that had been going on whilst I whilst I was yeah. away. So pretty productive day all all in all. Ah, good, perfect. So we're here today to learn about your fitness journey, where it all began. So we'll start off with your. You mentioned that you wished you were a wee bit more active, you know, um, in your early years. So in your early years, your school years, what sort of activities were you involved in, Gary? Uh, not, to be honest, Scott, not, not a huge not a huge amount. I was never really into that into or interested in sports until, until I was maybe early teens, Um so never it was never really that interesting sport. My brother was always much my younger brother was always much more interested in, in sport than I was. I didn't really get it. You know, football was uh, and rugby were very popular sports in our house. I wasn't really interested in yeah. in, in them uh, until I was a bit of a teenager. So I was kind of a bit of a late adopter of, of some sports. Um so as a consequence of that, like when it came to like school sports days and you know picking of teams, I was generally one of the last people to get picked right, okay. for those things. Okay, no, good. Um, so would you say you had some challenges growing up um, within sport? Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking about this earlier on and readiness for speaking to you today. I was thinking back, so like my wife Claire her. Dad was a keen runner. Was growing up, and that sort of influenced her. Yeah. When I was thinking about my my own family. There was nobody that was really particularly sporty around about us. So I never had people that sort of encouraged me to get involved in those in those ways. Um, until I was until I was a bit later, and I got involved with football. And actually, probably one of the sort of turning points with getting involved with with more more involved with sport was getting ready to go to secondary school. Mm-hmm. So I'd always 
I've always loved professional wrestling, still still do. Yeah. I've always had an interest and enjoyed watching that and would, you know, play fight with my brother at, at home, usually beating him. <laughs> and um when I was going to secondary school, my dad was terrified. He thought I was going to get bullied. Uh, relentlessly and actually my head teacher from primary school said to my mum at a parents night that Gary needed to toughen up for going to secondary school so um, my dad uh, signed us up for uh, Lagar Kung Fu and we sort of then went on to study and um, go quite far along with martial arts uh, in that way so that was probably one of the most significant moments yeah. when it came to my involvement with sport and that was kind of like because of this fear I was pretty shy not particularly confident uh, young boy yeah. and my dad had this fear that when I went to the big school that I was going to get get bullied so I had to be able to defend myself and stand yeah. up for myself so that that was a bit of a, a real turning point for us. Oh, good. And then obviously, so taking part in the martial arts, did you grow a wee bit in confidence, would you say? Yeah, it was certainly was helpful knowing that if trouble came my way, I was more able to look after look after myself. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, that that helped uh, that helped enormously. It just sort of, I don't know, it gave you a bit more of a you know, help with self-confidence more, yeah. more, more than anything. Yeah, and then, so obviously you mentioned that growing up, um, there was nobody really pushing, you know, for motivation roundabout. So if I was to say, who was your role model growing up or who inspired you? Yeah, there was a couple of folks, so... Um, or who, who inspires you today in this day and age? Yeah, so I've I, I found myself incredibly fortunate that I've, I've had a number of people that have had real positive influences on me as well from a professional sense. There's there's some amazing women that I've had that have been my managers, mentors over the years that have yeah. taught me all sorts of lessons and given me opportunities and challenged me and made you do the scary the scary things. Like I used to be terrified of public speaking, Scott. Yeah. Um, and now I, you know, regularly speak at conferences I do media through my work but like when I was a student at university I managed to uh, in four years only did two presentations because I tried to avoid them I just hated it, <laughs> hated it so much um, there, so I've been fortunate I've had role models like that my, uh, my dad sort of taught me lessons about work ethic a lot about work ethic uh, from, from him and he got into, he started to get fit round about the time we started doing Kung Fu. So so that was, what, uh, 2000 and, you know, the year 2000, I think it was, I like to say. Oh, I can't remember. My dates are all off now. <laughs> um, 19, no, nine, 1994, I think it was, I went to secondary school. Um, so right round about that time, so he had been inactive and wasn't in the greatest shape and had went in a an effort and had lost an awful lot of weight and started to get uh, get himself in, in shape. And he still works out. He's got an insane workout routine even to this day. He, at lunchtime, he, when he was at work, he would go, he used to lock himself in the plant room in the place that he worked in at lunchtime. And he would put a bin bag on to make him sweat more. And he would do like a thousand press-ups, a thousand sit-ups and... 
yeah. um, something else, but like just like a, a relatively small number of exercises, but like insane amounts of yeah. them. And he still does that to this day. As a kid, uh, I'm sure our neighbours thought that we had, you know, we must have been absolutely skint because my mum got fed up with them using all these bin bags for for working out that she started washing the bin bags <laughs> and, and we'd have actually bin bags hanging up in the washing line in the back garden <laughs> she got fed up with them getting thrown in the bin and having to go and buy these all the time <laughs> he's training so he was a uh, uh, helpful with that I remember like watching you. Know, I grew up uh, uh, in a family of uh, people that were mad, passionate Glasgow Rangers supporters, and you know that rubbed off on rubbed off on me. And I remember when Paul Gascoigne signed for Rangers, just being mesmerised by by him yeah. and sort of um, being inspired by him. So I did um, um, get into football, but you know my my skill set was somewhat limited. So by this point, I was sort of enjoying more of the physicality of the game. So I would play centre defence. And one of my uncles says I was a bit of an animal in the football pitch. Um, <laughs> so I used to love the, the tackles and, and getting into things. Unfortunately, I never had the skill sets of, of, of Gaza. But, um, you know, went on to be the team captain for Scots and Thistle, oh, who were my, my local team. Did you, did you ever get sent off, Gary? Once or twice. Once or twice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. And and you mentioned your dad. Um, he's still training to this day. What age is he? So he is uh, oh, sixty-three. Yeah, that, that's phenomenal. Or six, sixty. Well, I, f- I forget actually what age. No, yeah, I forget what age is. No, he's more than that. Was, I think he was. I'm trying to do my maths now. I think no, actually, I think he's 67 now. I think he's 68 <laughs> this year. Yeah, so mid 60s anyway. Yeah, yeah, pushing 70. Ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still he still trains. He he was annoyed recently because he had to get uh, he had to get a mole removed from his bag, so he had to stop training for a couple of weeks, and he was he was really frustrated. Yeah, uh, really frustrated about it. And since he retired, that's been a you know something he's enjoyed doing. He oh, you know, definitely. Uh, he does that sort of the middle of his day and then goes for a nap afterwards. Ah, good. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Perfect. And then, so for yourself, Gary, um, obviously you spoke about, you know, your martial arts, but for yourself, what made you get into fitness and um, push yourself to get into shape? Yeah, it was. Uh, so at so some point along the way, um, you know, I've got a, a job that, that I think you know the Scott that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, and it was something that was my hobby that became a job. So actually, um, some people, uh, my wife might say I was a bit of a workaholic, but it's because my job became my, my hobby became my job. So I really enjoyed t- yeah. doing that, and um, at some point along the way, I became probably more focused on my my career to the detriment of my uh, personal life or well, well-being, if you like. So I used to have a job of travel a lot. I used to work in London a couple, two or three days a week. So I spent a lot of time at the airport traveling. And when you're traveling, it's really hard to eat well. And it's even harder to do that when you go out uh, on, on the town. 
mm. a night or two because what's your options as I found out then well I could go back to my hotel room and work or watch a bit of TV or I could go out with people and I had a lot of friends that lived in and around London and have, have nights out so I had this sort of combination of things and I think at one point just uh, I started to talk I was so I was starting to weigh around about 16 stone and I remember I started wearing a tie quite a lot to work because the buttons mm. on my shirt started to gape mm, okay. uh, quite a bit and at that time uh, I had applied for a, a promotion my, my my boss had moved on and I had been like the, a right hand man if you like and didn't get I ended up I didn't get the job and I was um, I was uh, obviously disappointed about that but that sort of made me reassess, well, like, if this is the ceiling for me here, uh, and I wasn't upset about the job I was doing. Yeah. If she had moved on, I would never have been thinking about it. But it made me sort of reassess things and maybe think, right, actually, I need to maybe start to to shed some of this weight. Yeah. And at the time, my wife started um, um, eating, you know, she joined the slumming world and started to, to eat a bit better. And by the consequence, I started to eat some of that. Um, same stuff as well, started to get a bit better. And um, <clears throat> I did this thing that most charity fundraisers do and then are delighted when it doesn't happen. So I entered the ballot for the London Marathon and I didn't get a place. So I think we all do this every, most of us do this every year and then you're delighted you didn't get it. But then one year I did get a place and, I, and it made me think, right, if I'm, if, uh, if if I want to do this, then I'm going to need to, you know, look at into because yeah. it's dead hard to get a ballot place in the London Marathon. So it was around about that time, Scott, where I sort of reassessed priorities and had to think about yeah. start to look after myself a wee bit more and to start getting myself into in, uh, into a reasonable shape because I was it looked like I was storing chestnuts for Christmas. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, so so tell me. Um, the London Marathon, um, is it just the one time you've done it so far? Uh, I've done, uh, so I did the actual London Marathon in 2019. Yeah. And then did the virtual marathon in 2020 and again in 2021. So actually in preparation for speaking to you today, I dug out, sorry for the audio, I dug out my three London Marathon medals to share. Ah, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Pull them all. So yes, um, I did it three and times. And what about um, next year? Yeah. Have, have you got up? Are you in the ballot for next year for the? You know, um, so when I did the 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 first London Marathon, I said that I would never ever do it again. I mean, I loved the marathon itself, but the train for it was truly hideous. Yeah. You know, especially at that time, it was the April marathon so you're training all throughout the winter going out running in the pitch black and then all sorts of horrible weather yeah. uh, but then the event itself was just utterly amazing and um and then the the pandemic hit and i signed up and i to do the virtual london marathon and obviously convinced your good self it'd be a good idea to do yes. it and i heard you talking to lynn in podcast two about how much you hated it. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> never it again. So I then uh, decided for some reason to sign up and do it again this year. And I'd been training. I was really, really pleased with the training I'd been able to do throughout this year. And I 
my goal was to do it in sub four hours. My first one I did was four hours, 44 minutes and 45 seconds. My goal for the first marathon was just get it done and don't die. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, this year I, I was training to do it in, in sub four hours and I was 30 kilometres into it and I pulled up with this horrendous shooting pain down my leg and I've, it turns out I, I tweaked my, my hamstring and um, I didn't think I'd be able to finish the, the race, Scott, or the run, Scott. Um, so I, I stopped and I had to stand still. Um, there was the virtual marathon, so I was on Crow Road. I just ran past the Three Cross pub yeah. and I ended up leaning against somebody's garden fence. I think I must have been stood there for about five minutes. Right, okay. So if I moved, I was in agony. And so I managed to, after a bit, get, you know, do some stretching and then get going again. But I went from running like five, 30-something a kilometre to like seven minutes, 50 a kilometre. So I didn't think I'd finished it, but I managed to push through. But that last seven and a half miles was just utterly horrendous. Yeah. So I went from, um, when I finished that run, I was like, I was a wreck complete wreck <laughs> and I could hardly walk for most of the week afterwards I was walking like the penguin um but by the time I got to Friday of that week I thought so I went from being relieved and delighted I managed to finish the run to being really disappointed that I didn't achieve my goal I'd set myself and I'm yeah. quite um, generally quite a driven person and I like to have targets and like to beat them and compete with myself yeah. with uh, things so I was really disappointed that I didn't do my target of sub four hours. So I've now entered the ballot for next year. Ah, good. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, um, what time did you get this year? Um, yeah, it was four hours, 22 minutes. Yeah. So, so obviously it's, it's still better than your, your, first, your first time. So mm-hmm. big improvements on that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, no, definitely. Just keep pushing, and obviously you're in the ballot for twenty twenty two. So I wish you all the luck for that. Thank uh, you. So for yourself, Gary, um, what does fitness mean to you? Yeah. Fitness was, uh, I mean, it's changed over over time for me, Scott. Um, uh, for it's it's been like it's escape from from the day-to-day routine it's uh opportunity to challenge yourself but in a, a different way yeah I, I used to enjoy going to the gym and just put my headphones in and switching off from the world and switching off from people because a lot of my work is is about people so i was uh, until I met you, I never spoke to anybody else in the gym. I would come in, put my headphones in, do my thing, leave. Um, even now, when I, you know, people would offer to come for runs with you, um, when I was doing the virtual marathon, folk offered to come and run bits of it with me. I wasn't really that keen on that because yeah, I didn't yeah. like going to do that. It's a chance to escape and just have a bit of sort of time for yourself again, yeah, freedom to do it. So yeah, so that's probably. What is for me, it's really important to me, and it's never been more important than it has been in the last what 18 months. Yeah, yeah. This um this never-ending pandemic. Um during the, the you know when the lockdown started, like 
you know, I, I could have easily sat all day on my computer speaking to people through through video calls. But doing, you know, having my, my exercise gave structure to the day. So I had to do a thing in the morning, do my work, and then had to finish at a certain time because I had a Scott Marshall Fitness Zoom <laughs> class starting at 5.30. And I was really strict about that. I had to go and do that. Yeah. And through through that and through, through yourself, I've met all sorts of wonderful people, people I would never have spoken to yeah. otherwise. Um, as well. So it's opened up all these other avenues for me. Oh, definitely. Um, and that's that's the next thing I was actually going to speak about. So um, for yourself, how would you compare pre-COVID to post-COVID, your, your own training? Um, would you say you're probably in a better shape than you were before um, COVID hit? Yeah, definitely, Scott. Uh, definitely. I had um, pre-COVID... Um, I had to sort of grab time when I could, yeah, to 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 work out. So there'd be periods like I could like go th- like maybe three four days in a row and do something, and then I would be away with work for a couple of days and couldn't do it. Um, and then during COVID, I was able to have a bit more structure to it, and it also forced me to do some things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. That like I never really did classes with yeah. other people before before then. Um, I'd never done boot camps before the, then either. So, you know, the Zoom sessions, I would never have thought in a, a you know, a month of Sundays that I would have been uh, doing Zoom workout classes. Yeah. So it forced me to try different things as oh, well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think I'm definitely in better shape now and I really, really value those times when um, I, I you know, when you've had a, you know a full on day, yeah, to have that time just to you know a proper switch off, yeah. you know, and transition yeah. out of work. To, yeah. It's it's great. I remember the first time Scott. I remember eight. It was eight seven and a half years ago. The first time I ever managed to run five k. My my son had just been born, and I started. You know, it was a gorgeous summer then, so I started going out jogging. And I was living in Claybank at the time, and the only sports gear I had was like Rangers stuff. Right. Uh, so I always found that like, actually when I went out jogging in Claybank area, wearing some Rangers gear, it didn't make me run a wee bit faster. Um, so uh, I remember the first time I ran 5K, and I got, I'd signed up to do the 10K, the Great Scottish Run, because uh, I thought like I needed a, I needed a, a target to hit, because yeah. otherwise I would stop. And then you yeah. know, I'd had that a few times, I'd stop and start. And I was sort of done 5k for the first time. I remember getting back to the house and I was doubled over, sweat dripping off me, struggling to breathe at this point, and saying to my wife, I've got to do that twice. <laughs> I've <don't have> <laughs> managed to do that twice over. And um, you know, you know, managed that. And since then I've then gone on and ran three sort of half marathons and three official half marathons and done my you know, my three marathons uh, that time. Mm probably a lot of 5Ks, a lot of 10Ks in there as well. Different mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then if I was to say to you, you know, would you probably say that it's beneficial that the gyms have reopened um, for the impact of your mental health? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the, the gyms are just such really, you know, great places and, you, you know, 
you know, one of the things I always like when you sort of you walk through and there's people all doing their own things with their own goals and their own challenges, their own yeah. routines that they're working through. Uh, I think that's that's wonderful and it's so so important. And there is there's only so much that one can do on your own as well, whether that be you know with the equipment you may have in the house or or going out running or or doing things yeah. in a body weight setup. You know the the gym has all these other things that you maybe never thought of before to do it, and it has experts in there that can help you yeah. achieve those those goals. Um, and then if I was to ask you, Gary, what your favourite class would be um, to attend? You mentioned quite a lot of classes, but what would be the one that you is your favourite? Yeah, I mean, I love the, the FT Fit class that we do at, at Glasgow Club. Um, I really do enjoy enjoy that one. Uh, in the morning, they're always they're always tough sessions. Yeah. You know, I never come away from one of them feeling oh, that was that was easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really enjoy that. Um, the outdoor boot camps that we uh, sometimes do. I remember. Oh, actually. Um, I remember the first time it was you that tricked me into doing FT Fit for the first time. So when I was training for the first London Marathon and I kept injuring my knee, I don't know if you remember this. Yes. So, so I came along and you put together a, a training plan for me and then said to me, I'm about to teach this class if you want to join in. And I didn't have a clue what it was all about. And I said, aye, aye, no bother. That'd be great. So I sort of been through with you so we did what was that for 45 minutes in the gym by that point then joined in the the class which so was done in come the end of that and then you pulled out Roxanne which was continuous press-ups and burpees and I've been scarred with press-ups ever since because of this <laughs> and uh, was completely done in and that's where I suppose the competitive side of me comes in because I remember doing that session and not being able to finish some of the exercises and having to stop for breathers during it. Yeah. I think I'm like, I don't want to be doing that. And I remember saying to myself at the time, well, if you go back again to do it, it will never be as bad as it was the yeah. first time. So, so yeah, FT Fit's been uh, been really uh, an enjoyable one for me. Ah, good. And then if I was to say to you, what's your favourite exercise to do? In the gym. Oh, in the gym. So I love I love all the ex- different things you can do around about the, the FT frames. I love that, that all the different combinations of things you can do um uh with the f- uh, with the frame and the, the free weights that round round yeah. about. So I really enjoy those, you know, you know, that different variety of things that you can do. So I tend to have a day when I do that, or if I come in to do upper body stuff, I'll maybe do a day of of um of push exercises and pull ones uh, as well. I probably don't do enough time in the gym on my legs. Okay, so, so, much actually, so that's um, I was actually going to ask you about bad habits. So would that would that probably cover that? Just not yeah, not having enough time to do enough leg exercises. Would you say? Yeah, I probably um, probably when I come to the gym, probably think about doing more upper body 
yeah. stuff rather than than doing the weight the, the stuff my legs and probably my mind thinking about it, I do a lot of running so my legs are fine. Yeah. And then if I was to say to you what what's the worst exercise that you despise that you hate doing? I don't know if I want to answer this, Scott, because you probably throw it into the next class we do. But <laughs> in, uh, in terms of bad habits, just uh, before I answer this, your question there about exercise, in terms of bad habits, one of my worst ones is my diet. Yeah. If I could if I could do if I could sort that out a bit more, um I I would see some of the goals that I certainly achieve a lot of the goals that I want to achieve a lot easier but I love I like chocolate I drink iron brew <laughs> you know um stuff like that that you you, you know you shouldn't do because you know if you add up what the calories you just put on compared to what you have to do to burn them off there's a, a disconnect there so that's probably an area that I do need to do more work on is is, is diet and nutrition but certainly the exercise that I really have a mental block with is press-ups. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if, we're at, if I'm at an FT fit class and one of the stations involves press-ups, I'm pushing people out of the way to try and get there first to get it over and done with <laughs> and, <laughs> and move on from it. <clears throat> and tricep press-ups, God, don't get me started in them. <laughs> oh, yeah. old, uh, side plank as well, eh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking out your cards, I think. <laughs> um, and then if you were to go to an FT class, what would be the type of music that gets Gary going? What's your jam? Oh, I'm, I, I do like a lot of it's sort of cheesy 80s music. So that's the sort of stuff I grew up listening to. But you can't beat Eye of the Tiger when that comes on. Yeah, <laughs> so even if it's connected to a finisher, somebody's trying to ruin it for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and if you if you turned up to FT, what would be the worst type of music that demotivates you and like just puts you off altogether? Oh, I, I, I don't know, some sort of uh, ballad, some some <laughs> west some west life probably. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. good. <laughs> uh, Okay, so what's so far? Um, obviously, you've had a big journey in your fitness journey, um, coming up for forty. Um, not just yet. <laughs> um, so what's your best memory of your fitness journey so far? It's hard to pick one, Scott, because there's there's a number, of, there's a couple of things like like cross the finish line of the marathon is obviously one that's that stands out. Probably memory I'll never forget. Um, I remember doing that first sub two hour half marathon that was something I was really proud yeah. of as well but then there's just little things like doing something that you know a while ago I couldn't do yeah or doing something that I found really really tough and then finding it easier yeah. and pushing yourself on to the next level right I can I can lift this amount now or um so I'm going to go up to this and try this next next level and it's those those sort of little personal challenges that I really enjoy. And this is me, like when I go to the gym, uh, like I'm competing with me. Yeah. I'm really interested in what other people are doing around about me. I know everybody thinks that other people are looking at you, yeah. but I've come to learn that generally they're not. Everybody's focusing on, think, um, on themselves. There's a, there's a lot of people who are self-conscious about that. Yeah. But I think we just need to get in the mainframe that we're there for ourselves and 
you know, not to, you know, worry about everybody else. We're there for, to achieve their own goals. So that's yeah. their only competition is staring us straight back in the face in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. So there's little things like that, Scott, that help me. And um, just recently, I, I, I was wearing a, a pair of jeans that I bought years ago, and um, they um, they were far too big for me now. As well. so there's, there's moments like that as well that uh, is quite pleasing. Also, it does, does mean that I need to invest in a new wardrobe as well. <laughs> well, talking of uh, wardrobes... Um, I see you're wearing Under Armour, um, obviously, yeah. as well. Um, so your, your best fitness brand that you would wear? Uh, well, I've got lots of Under Armour gear um, that I, I like wearing as uh, anyway, uh, for casual as well as working out. Yeah. For, for running, I always wear, I've got ASICS trainers. Yeah. Um, they're my, my go-to for my... So I'm under armour everywhere else apart from my, my trainers, which are ASICs. Mm. Ah, good, good. And then if I could say to you, um, what would your goal be to achieve within the next year? One goal for yourself. What would you like to achieve for yourself? Uh, a fitness goal? Yeah, fitness goal. So, what, what would you like to achieve? I think the one that I, I hoped to knock off this year is the one that I I want to get Scott, which would be the the sub four hour sub four hour marathon. Um, there's another one that I, I think I'm still carrying a wee bit too much weight, so I probably would like to 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 shed it uh, probably close to a stone in weight. Yeah, uh, no, I, good. Um, but no, that is is very achievable goals. You know, um, you're not far off your time, and then obviously you know how to handle your nutrition. It's just about you know handling uh, the sweets and the, the treats. <laughs> Absolutely. It's lunch times are a killer, Scott. You know, when you I stop for a break and I eat something and it's not filling enough. <laughs> and then end up like, well, I need something quickly because I need to get back to work now. Yeah. Um, so that's the bit. And certainly since I've been doing all, all this, this training, I feel, you know, I've got an appetite that's uh, sky high at times. Totally, totally. Um, and then, what's the best compliment you've received in your fitness journey? There was, there was a moment, you know, um, uh, I was moving houses back in March and I'd seen some of my in-laws that I hadn't seen for some time yeah. and their reaction, because they hadn't seen me for, for ages, uh, was was quite sort of gratifying in a way. Uh, yeah. One of them mentioned I was like half the size that they remembered me being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was, uh, you know, things like that kind of give you a bit of a boost. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. Are you springing your step? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because sometimes when you you know you look at the same face in the mirror every day, you don't see the gains that you're. Yeah, maybe making in the same way that somebody that's not seen you for a period of time um, has done. So yeah, that's probably the 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 thing that pops to mind when you ask the question, Scott. Um, What would you say if I was to say to you, what's three things that you know currently go with your current training? What would you relate to? So is it are you going for speed, strength, power? Um, on your current goals? Yeah, 
Um, I think um, strength is something that I, I want to do more on, and this was something that I was doing, I think, doing really well in until the the lock, first lockdown came along. Yeah. So I remember going back to the gym and, and going on to one of the machines to lift, you know, kind of close to what I was doing before. I remember thinking, oh, no, no, <laughs> drop like back down. Mm-hmm. on it and then start to start to push forward again so so strength um uh was certainly something I, I was looking to 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 do um speed's probably probably not as much because uh, i'm kind of there with the i mean obviously it'd be great to run faster than i, than I currently am but i'm kind of comfortable with the the speeds that i can do um, what's your, what's your fastest pace that you, you manage? Well, um, so I, I've continued to train like for a consistent pace because like when I when I've run the marathon, if you look at my split times, Scott, they're pretty pretty consistent the whole way through. I don't really fall into the trap of going too fast and then having to slow down unless I happen to be going down the hill. <laughs> um, then so um, normally, but I have done you know if I if I've do a kilometer and it's you know less than five minutes ten then that's a that's a real like oh wow so it's normally you know um if i'm doing a short run i'm usually around about five five minutes five and a half minutes a kilometer um and then so let's let's talk about your job so um tell me what you do and where you what you offer yeah, so I'm currently I'm the fundraising director for a, a charity called Children First, to a Scotland's national children's charity, and we support children and families the length and breadth of Scotland. We run a range of locally based community services working in the 13 different geographies at the moment. And then we've got nine different national services that we run that are there to help children and families. Some people, um, you know, some very vulnerable children, some um, families that are, you know, getting by but just need a wee bit of help and support. Some people that have suffered, you know, horrendous traumas in their life as well. So, um, uh, so job I, I, the charity I currently work with and the work we do has never been more important we have seen during this past year the need for our services and the support we provide has just gone gone through the gone absolutely through the roof ways particularly when you've had you know people stuck in their houses for so long disruptions to children's lives their development their educations families thrust overnight suddenly into poverty uh, as well people having to access support from a charity that they never thought they need so yes that's what I, I do as my day job and I got involved with charity fundraising when I was uh, just a teenager because uh, cancer had had a really profound impact on my family and just got sort of more and more involved over the years and um to the extent my hobby became became my job so I was never clever enough to help find a cure for cancer uh, but I thought well if I can raise the money that will help the clever people help to find some cures and treatments that would be that would be helpful and I've gone on um now it's uh, 17 years um now I've 
you know, been working in this area and working with some really, really amazing charities to to do some some really amazing work, I think. So I'm really no, pleased and proud of it. Um, and, and where can people find you online regards of social media and your website? Yep, yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Gary Kerr. And if anybody also on LinkedIn at Gary Kernahan, and if anybody wants to hear a little bit more about the charity, you can look Children First up on Twitter or childrenfirst.org.uk is the website. Fantastic, well. Gary. Um, and before we round off, have you got any questions for myself? Absolutely. What uh, what advice would you say to you know? Because there'll be there's lots of people out there that um, you know life has has maybe got in the way of of um, of their ability to look after themselves and focus on themselves and people that um, might find themselves in the position I found myself in, you know, quite out of shape, um, um, needing to take some action. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to some well, people I, that find themselves in that position? My advice would be, I think, personally, I would start from the beginning. Um, get yourself to a gym. Um, and then start the building blocks from there um, and then you know it's a slow process it's a mile at a time um, as you know it's it's, a, it's quite funny because it, as we always say it's life's a marathon not a sprint you know obviously we've been chatting about marathons all night <laughs> um, but yeah um, self-care get a balance make sure your, your nutrition is good you're getting plenty of sleep you're getting plenty of exercise, but you're still making time for yourself and your family. And obviously, you need to concentrate on your job as well. But those five, six things are, are key to getting the right balance in life and uh, making sure that you've got a healthy mind moving forward. Yeah. And what about for, for folk? Like, I remember one day I was at the gym, Scott, and it was late at night, and I remember leaving, and there was this guy that was in the gym uh, he was on the treadmill next to me and he he worked hard and he was he was leaving and I heard him on the phone as he was leaving saying, Can I place a delivery? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. as he was leaving the leaving the gym. Uh, so I mentioned that nutrition's an area that I need to yeah. to look at. Where where do people start with with looking more into their, their diet? So personally I would uh, do a wee bit of research on the NHS website regard to the Eat Well plate. You know, anything we can fit in with our fist, our palm, um, that's that's what we grab, you know, so that's the, the size of the plate that's, you know, rather than, you know, that size. <laughs> um, but I would definitely do a lot of research. Obviously have your fruit, your veg, um, your two litres of water per day, um, but you're allowed a you know a treat night once a week, um, you know because you obviously you hear people um, say, you know I've done a spin class, I've burned five hundred calories, and then for example what you just said there, somebody placing a delivery, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we just need need to be a wee bit more wiser and uh, eat more healthier, um, and then obviously drink plenty of water throughout the day. 
even though we go to the toilets 24 times a day. <laughs> you know, it, it, it keeps us fresh. Anything else you would like to ask, Gary? No, I think that's really good advice. Uh, really good advice, Scott. I think the, the key thing is you know, find some things that you, you enjoy doing and, uh, and, and then make the most of it. Yeah. And give, thing, give things a try as well. Be open yeah. to... Yeah. You, you need to you definitely need to try new things. Um, don't be... How do I say it? Don't shut it down. Um, if you haven't tried it, go and try it once and then and you can have your, your feedback on that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think people are so quick to judge, so don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we need to be very more open-minded um, when it's regards to fitness, exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, thank you for coming on tonight, Gary. It's been really good having you on. Thank you. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and uh, reminiscing, digging up some 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 old memories. And I hope folk that listen to this and the rest of your shows find find it helpful in some way. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Scott. Yes. Bye bye.